last night was like a really huge night for me. I've, I don't think I've ever learned so much in, in one sitting. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. I actually learned yesterday that it's not good to defund the police and that it actually harms the communities that the defund the police movement claims to be protecting. So crazy. That sounds a little bit different than what we've been hearing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's completely a new idea to me. I really never crossed my mind. And then I heard it last night and I thought, genius. I wow. heard last night that protecting our border is actually good. I would have never thought that. should protect our border. I would have literally never thought that in a million years. I know. I was like, let it run wild. Let everybody come in here. Bring you know? the invasion. Yeah. Vader Zim. It changes things in. up, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. You, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, I, what I learned last night is that, you know, all these like crazy COVID regulations that we've been following and have been imposed on us for the last couple of years? Right, right. They, the best. Yeah, they totally make no sense. I mean, yesterday I was walking by myself through a lawn with an N95 on and uh, today I'm ready to go party with a room full of people with no mask. <laughs> Hundreds of people, honestly. We are such silly geese. <laughs> I can't believe we believed all that for so, it's so long. It's so crazy. And no I... one knew. No one had any idea. No one was saying anything about all this stuff yeah. for two years. I know. Where were the people saying this? I don't know. I just heard them last night. You know what else we need to do? Thank is God. Bring back American manufacturing into the United States. That is such novel concept, Why has guys? no one Mind said that blowing. before? No one has ever said it. Here's another one. Put the kids back in school. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amla, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Yeah, that's that's worthy I mean, of applause right there. I mean, I, it wasn't my idea. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and scene, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Will and Amla Live. Constantly coming to you with new ideas that we learn from other people and have not been saying uh, for the past two years. Uh, so great job, guys. I'm so glad that we all heard the same things yesterday. We all learned so much last night. Now, today, you know, you're hearing a lot of people talk about, of course, the, the State of the Union address. They're talking about Ukraine and Russia. We're going to deviate from that a little bit. We want to give you guys some normal content. We know you're going all over uh, social media and seeing these things anyway. So why not have a little safe haven for an hour where we talk about something different? Uh, today, we're going to be reacting to the newest Jubilee Middle Ground video titled Trans versus Conservative Men is Masculinity Disappearing in America. Before we get into that, make sure you like, subscribe, click the notification bell on this channel be no to be notified every single day when we go live. And March is a really big fundraising month for PragerU. And you can go and support the content that we are making by going to PragerU.com slash donate. Give as little or as much as you want and all of it goes towards us making content for you and us being able to function here in our leftist uh, city of Los Angeles. So. Yes. Without it, we can't function. <laughs> we can't. We can't. I will be homeless and uh, maybe I'll move to San Francisco. Homeless is living large these days. You know, $832,000 from the government per homeless resident. That so is true. It's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah. I, I might actually be better off. Yeah. You get one of those cool new sky rises they're building for <laughs> homeless people. <laughs> High rise condo, Right on Venice maybe. Beach. Yeah. Right on yeah. Venice Beach. <laughs> So guys, this is a longer video. We'll take up most of the episode today, but we are going to also do Dear Will and Amala, which we didn't get to get to on Monday. I think Will has to dip out a little bit early this episode. So if you don't see Will at the end of the episode, that's why I'm sure he will say his goodbyes. Uh, let's get into this middle ground video first. <laughs> it's a tragedy. Yeah. He's not just going to slink out of here without without saying goodbye, you know? Never. never. He's disappearing just like the value of your dollar. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Will's going to be like, got to go to the grocery store for some milk. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Return. I just got to pick up some cigarettes. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be right back, son. 
<laughs> so uh, I'll explain first before we get into this video how Jubilee Middle Ground works. They bring in people from differing uh, perspectives. In this particular case, it's going to be four trans men, meaning biological females who have transitioned to be men, and four conservative men who would be typically known as the anti-transgender movement. Uh, and they're going to ask them questions. If you agree with the question, you come forward and sit down. There will be a brief discussion. And then all of the people who disagree with that particular statement will then come forward and they will hash it out. We're going to start with our first statement here on Middle Ground. Here we go. Step forward if you agree with the prompt. Masculinity is disappearing in America. Okay, let's pause first. Uh, do we all agree with this? Yes. I think we all would be stepping forward. Correct, Taylor? I would be stepping forward. Yeah, yes. we, we would all be stepping forward. Let's see who who takes it, who does it. It's for conservative men? masculinity yep. is disappearing. I think that it's a Brandon concerted Tatum. effort to emasculate men. Um, I think that some people feel threatened by masculinity and, and the, uh, the typical way that men carry themselves, um, leading families and different things like that. So I think that there's an effort to mitigate uh, strong men in America. There's a few different ways to think about masculinity, but just looking at kind of the definition of the term 50 years ago, you had you know, people like John Wayne, you had Martin Luther King, you had Sean Connery. You know, you think of like masculine features as in beards, hairy chest, big muscles, think stoic, being brave, being rugged, being a provider. Today you have you know, people like Harry Styles and, and Timothy Chalamet, you have people that are completely contrary to what we were looking at back then, and those values of those masculine characteristics are, are completely devalued. I do believe that masculinity is going downhill, especially if you look at like um, testosterone levels. Now the testosterone levels for guys is going down um, compared to generations before us. So yeah, I uh, agree. Hi, I'm Gilbert, I'm 24 years old, and I'm a conservative man. With my beliefs and having a trans man as my friend, we don't really talk about politics. Someone being trans doesn't make me like them any less of a person. As far as pronouns, um, when referring to my friend, I don't really use the pronouns that my friend would want. I just say my friend or I say their name uh, just because I feel like I'm giving into the narrative that men can be women and women can be men if I use the pronouns that they want. I do see that masculinity is under attack completely, but my definition of masculinity, like you said, has a lot to do with the traits that are associated with it. As a Wait, so man, these I, people were I mean, all women all before? Uh, the people on the left side were all, all women before. Yes. Okay. Previously. Got it. Here we go. You know, I mean, I'm not the most masculine man, but I do think that the good aspects of masculinity are definitely under attack, but I don't think that it's disappearing. It's just being channeled in different ways. It depends on how you look at it, because a lot of the traits can also be embodied in women and in femininity. So when we look at masculinity, I think that that we have to also look at what is the actual definition of femininity and masculinity. And if we're if we're defining masculinity by being stoic or muscles or body parts, then um, is it really masculinity? A lot of times when you guys talk about masculinity, you associate it with men being manly, but I think more women are embracing their masculinity. Masculinity is still there. I mean, just other genders are using it. Being courageous, being powerful, more women are standing in their power, which is again associated with masculine, but it's not specific to just men. Women are no longer submissive, they're dominant. Women don't need men. And I think that most of America is realizing that anyone can be powerful on their own. I believe that- the Women don't need men. Yeah, let's pause Except I became a man. We need each other. <laughs> Men and women need each other. I think that's like a that's a false argument to make that we don't that we don't need each other or that specifically women don't need men. It's interesting to see the different ways that people view masculinity. One of them came forward and said, you know, I view it through testosterone and actual biological uh, hormones. And you can see that that is decreasing, which is true. I think the testosterone level of an average 21 year old in America now is the same of that of like a 70 year old in the 1950s or the 1920s. Correct me on that. Uh, but uh, it's it's staggering uh, the the levels of testosterone and then other people look at what are considered to be typically male traits uh, being ambitious being aggressive being assertive being protective uh, and and view that which are typically masculine traits and uh, to to fail to acknowledge that is I, I think a, a shame the question was is masculinity under attack or what, what was the question again? Uh, Masculinity is disappearing in America. Okay, yes. The guy, the trans guy answering that question, he, he basically proved his point wrong, 
when he's saying that men that women are embracing these traits and men don't have to have these traits it kind of answers the question to say yes masculinity is disappearing if other people are embracing it because masculinity is not a concept that you can just put onto anything mm -hmm. it is manly traits and then feminine traits and femininity so I think he kind of disproved his own point in what he was saying. Yeah, and they'll go on to further do that in the discussions that they have. And it shows just how uh, how tangled the ideology is when it comes to specifically the transgender movement. And this is not having a problem with people who are grown adults who want to be transgender. I just think you need to be honest about the fact of what you're actually doing and that you are deviating from what is a biological binary and what is typical for men and women. We've studied the traits. We know that men, not just in, in modern day, but throughout history, present differently than women, have different strengths than women, have different uh, characteristics and traits than women. And that's not a bad thing. It's not something that we should look down on. And we've chosen now to look at two different people and say, here's a woman, here's a man. These things are different, and because they're different, that is bad. And that's not the way that we should be viewing gender, in my, no. in my opinion. Well, the guy said women don't need men. So right, right. His, it's just like, yeah, okay, clearly you have this sort of radical feminist view of the world. We do need each other. Right. Uh, men need that women. That's kind of an aggressive <laughs> thing to say. It is. It's kind of masculine. <laughs> it's kind of masculine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Let's, before we yeah. keep going, people are complaining that it's sped up which I know it is. Oh. Um, so we should probably reduce it to- My apologies. Yeah, my I watch everything in like one and a half speed. I know, okay. I do too. Let's continue. Are inherently in men and men have to take a position. You made a really good point by saying women are now becoming more masculine. They feel as if they don't need men, which I think is the problem here. Um, I think that the way we've been designed by God, in my opinion, is that men are to lead, men are to be strong, men are to be brave. Men have to take their rightful position. The way our country has been um, structured to this point have been because of strong men who have taken a stand, who have fought wars. Now I feel like it's getting so lopsided that our families are degrading. People don't know where they're at in this country. Now in 2022, masculinity is being redefined. And I think what happens is people get upset when things start to change. No, I think that nobody ever wants to take that away from men. I think that what we want to do in the world now is start to understand what is masculinity. And it's always been really associated with this very machismo space. And now there's different kinds of men in the world. There's not just biological men. There's also trans men or people who, def who want to be masculine. So I think what's happening now is people are pushing against change because change is scary. And people don't understand and so I think men biological men feel under attack when I think that's not what's happening here the point that you made is 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 100% and that's exactly right they are under attack men are under attack masculinity is under attack by the feminization of men and the masculinization of women and this guy's talking about change it's such a cop-out like oh we're scared of change like that's the argument that they use that we're scared of the world changing we're not scared of the world well, i am scared of the world changing but i'm more worried about the world changing and what they're doing this has been the norm of masculinity for thousands of years Mm -hmm. Since the creation of man, I mean, it, it's not even just in humans. It goes into most animals have 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 societies where men and or male and female animals have certain characteristics about them. This is biological. You have biological traits inside of you that make you a certain way. You re, redefining it and changing and saying we're scared of change doesn't change the fact that people are the way that they are, based on just science alone. 
Right. I think the issue that I take with this argument, I, I think he is identifying something that is true, that people are scared of change and they're hearing this and, and they are going, oh, absolutely not. That scares me or that makes me feel uncomfortable. We're not going to do that. Uh, where he deviates and says, you know, this is not an attack on men, I think uh, might be in his personal view because Buck, which we'll see, is very uh, heterodoxical. He's a pretty reasonable person. and You'll see that throughout this video. But... The issue is that there is rhetoric around attacking men. We hear the whole toxic masculinity culture. I've never heard the word toxic femininity uh, ever uttered. And and why is that? Because there is an, an acute uh, attack that is happening on masculine and masculinity and masculine traits. It's okay if you are a biological man who presents differently and is more feminine. I've met plenty of men who are biological males, but they present more feminine. That's not you know a wrong way to be a man. But if that's the case, don't look at people who do embody traditional masculinity and say you're wrong for embodying that and that you are toxic for embodying that. That is where the attack comes. Uh, coexistence is, is the key on that. Instead, you have a side that is pushing for effeminate men, pushing men who are not that to be that, and then men who go against it and say, no, that's not who I am. Uh, that's, not, that's not my trait characteristics. They go, well, you're toxic. That is the issue for me personally. Correct. There are different phases and people are experiencing in different ways. The feminist movement is, I think they are attacking masculinity within men. I, I don't want a man to open the door for me. I don't need 100%. a man in my life. I can do all of these different things. What they're doing is attacking men and that's what's causing the problem. What part of the feminist group feels like it's attacking? Because I know that most feminism is like wanting equal pay or... Well, you just said that women not needing men is somehow empowering. You know, having a man is somehow less empowering or being an individual is somehow less But that's empowering. how women feel. Right. Women actually are saying that because that's how they feel. It's but as if... that's not how every woman feels. But that, no that's one's saying every woman. They're only... The women, women speak for themselves. So right. you, all of you are going to have different opinions as biological men. Absolutely. Women all have different opinions. Oh, you see a very specific group of women Wait, saying this. Let me just... You just, you did just say that's how women feel. So are you speaking on behalf of all no, women? No, 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 I, no, I'm not. Let me take that back. So, the women who are saying yeah. that feel that way. Why do you Dumb. feel that women in general feel disempowered? Do no, you... I don't think in general. No, 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 that's a generalized statement. I can't, you can't say that. I said well, you're the, the women, one, no, I did not. I said the women who say that. You associated somehow, women are now embracing masculinity, right. which means that they are now more empowered because they don't need, they don't a, man. need a man. Or right. women, with, men feel empowered when women need a man. But them. I don't think that in, women's empowerment comes from having a man or not having a man. So why is it always associated that uh, you know, a woman's now empowered because she doesn't need a man. A, a woman Great has point. always been empowered. Women have never been, but they've never felt that's that. That's not true. I mean, that's if we true. go back to the 1920s, <laughs> if you're going to do that, but that's not what but we're talking about. We're talking about society right now. Right now, you actually think women are empowered right now? Absolutely, women Absolutely. are empowered. Who's the vice president? And how long did it take for him oh, to become a vice president? Pause it real quick. I mean, you can just go back historically and look at this. I mean, if you go even back all the way, going back to, to Charlemagne and looking at Western values that he was setting up, I mean, during the Dark Ages, the left wants to poop all over the Dark Ages and say they're also terrible. They really weren't as dark as people say. Women, I mean, the, the modern movement that we have or the modern tradition right now of women having equal rights to men was, was from the Middle Ages. I mean, from the Dark Ages. It's gone back centuries and centuries uh, in Western in Western culture of having these types of values. This isn't some new phenomenon. Yeah, there are things where, you know, it wasn't the best for women in some ways. Of course, we're not going to say that there is no never any trouble or anything like that. But if you're going back historically and you want to look, it's it's all it's been this way for a while.
I think it's important to differentiate that we're talking about right now. There's no privilege or right that Will or Taylor have that I do not. So where right. where am I not being empowered? If anything, if we all three applied to a job right now, I'd be the one who gets it. Right. If I applied to be in the Supreme Court, <laughs> I'd be the one who gets it, even though I have no qualifications. Uh, it's never been a better time to be me right. in, in this country. And it's there's no better country to be a woman in, really, at this current moment. Uh, so... I, I don't know where they're getting that argument from. And so many people will throw out, well, women get catcalled or they get assaulted and all these things as if that doesn't happen to men, which is a whole tangent thing. But it's like you view the scope of being a woman as one thing. Look at look at suicide. Look at domestic violence. Look at homicide. Look at being in jail. Look at being homeless. Men experience all of that way more than women. Look at dying in war. <laughs> right. That's That's typically a male thing to do. And I feel extremely empowered in the fact that that's not a feminine thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just don't get the argument there. It's just like, what's the end goal? I mean, if you go back in time and look uh, at the, the giving the women the right to vote, most women in America didn't want the right to vote. That is you true. Know? It's like it's like I, I just don't understand. Whatever. But even but, so, yeah, if you're going to go back in modern time, uh, go back to old times and say, you know, well, women didn't couldn't express their political opinions without a man. OK, at least there you have a valid argument. You There's very little validity to anything that people are saying. Uh when it comes to current age, what are we now, fourth or fifth wave feminism uh, that we're experiencing here in America? It, it is in, in many ways just a complete BS. There is a right and wrong way to be a man. Okay. You guys walking forward on this one, do you agree? Um, I, I think my immediate reaction is to stand back on this one and have disagreeing a, a disagreement about it. Um, I'm trying to understand. I think I would walk forward if I'm understanding the question. Yeah. Yes, there is a wrong way and a right way to be a man. Yeah. Yes. And Taylor? Yes. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. And I, Taylor and I sort of talked about this earlier, and I think it depends on how you approach the world. If you're if you're a Christian, I think fundamentally you're going to say, yes, there's a right and a wrong way to be a man because you're biblically it dictates that. Uh, but through the framework that I view it, I think there is an ideal way to be a man and there are ideal outcomes that uh, uh, go and coincide with how you act as a man. But there's a there's a spectrum of masculinity. Like I said, I meet plenty of biological males who present very feminine uh, and I don't see that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, although it could lead to less ideal outcomes. Take a second to think about it. I think that when I originally heard the question being asked, I didn't agree with it, but men are not abusive individuals. Men are not to be cowards. Men are to lead their families. And men who do not display that, I don't believe that they are men, in my opinion. And all of the qualities that I see in my father is what I believe a man should be. All of those characteristics are what make a man. Mm -hmm. And when I see a man be a coward in the truth, in, in, in just speaking the truth or um, sticking up for what's right, especially today in America with everything going on, I'm like, those are not men. My name is Clarkson. I'm 24 years old and I'm a conservative man. My biggest question for the other side really is, are you happy? Anybody that wants to fundamentally change society and change gender roles, to me, that, that's not happiness. And if, if we want to fight for acceptance, we need to start with acceptance, which is accepting society for what it is. At the end of the day, we're all men, and 
I don't believe there's any, any wrong way to be a man. We're just redefining what it means to be a man. But there are things that naturally come to men. So when you say we're just redefining what being a man is, you have to understand you're redefining a fabric in society that has kept the human race and got it to where it is today. So just like aimlessly throwing out, oh, well, we're just redefining what it is to be a man. That's not just like a light subject that we should be talking about. But, but why do you there think it's to stay the same? Yeah. Why do we need to have the same thing for hundreds and hundreds of years? Do you not see the state It's not the of, same thing. It's just, just it's said. keeping the same qualities. But do you see the state of our world today? It's not perfect. It's, no. And it's been led by men like throughout all of history. And look where it's gone. I just don't like this sort of utopian politics view of things. Why are we throwing? There's no such thing as, as just being living in a perfect world. Your world is never going to be devoid of, of suffering or offense or people going, you know, I don't I don't agree with the things that you're saying. And to have that be the ideal that you place at the forefront of your ideology is inherently wrong. The world will never be perfect. So you're just striving for something that will never be. No, that's the communist way. I mean, the communists yeah. look for utopia on earth. That's what they try and do. And because when you're looking for that, you obviously can never achieve that. Then they say, well, we need to change everything until we find this utopia because nothing's perfect now. And because nothing's perfect now, it must mean that these things need to change. And because of that type of mentality, you'll find that even when it's changing, it is still not perfect. Right. And they want to change it again. Yep. Stick with the things that work. Stick with the things that are true. And it's, just go ahead with it. It's such a simplistic way to view the world, too. Like, we have all these problems now, and look at his, historically, men have been leaders, so the issue must be men. <laughs> That's right. like. As though, it, as though women's nature is good and right. would not have been. Have, resulted in the same problems we have in the world today or different kinds of problems that would still trace back to the fall you know the the, the exactly. fallen nature of people of human beings right. they make it about the manness of the men rather than the humanity yeah could it be that maybe bad things happen because of bad ideas <laughs> instead of no there's a man behind the bad idea so the issue must be men it's just such a yeah such a simplistic way to view the world and so so very incorrect although they're very polite but so very incorrect. So, you're, you know, we're talking about redesigning what it means to be a man. So what do you want to bring to traditional men? I think it's embracing that you can be vulnerable. I think that a lot of men want to portray strength, strength, strength. But men are people, and I know that men have feelings. Being a man and masculinity, those are two different things. And I believe that we can redefine whatever that means to anybody by including other types of men or other types of masculinity. I myself am a father, I have a child. Some people would disagree with me being a father because I am transgender. But that being said, I present to the world as male, my child sees me as a man. There's proper ways to be vulnerable, right? You don't have to break down in front of your family and cry. It's okay to suffer silence as well. Strong men, I believe, exude the qualities that you guys are referring to. I think the problem is overcorrection, right? Some people believe that men need to cry and lay on the ground and be feminine like women. My name is Brandon. I'm 34 years old and I'm a conservative oh, man. man. I had a lot of curiosities about what it's like to be a person who believes that they're a trans man. You know, I feel like God has created all of us very uniquely. And although I have beliefs and I follow the Bible to the T, I still want to know from other people what their experiences are. Doesn't mean I have to agree, but I really want to know what other people are feeling from the person who's experiencing it real time. I have 
Just for everyone knowing, that's Brandon Tatum, and he's great. He's, he's really, great. really a great guy. He's done a PragerU five-minute video. Um, he has his own show, his own commentary, everything. I want to lift him up because he really is a great man. All the Blexit events that I do with Candace Owens, he's always there too. It's always at every single event. It's us three and then usually some other people as well. So, And go get his book too. He had a great new book that just came out a couple of months ago. I hope all you guys go and order it. He's, he's really a great guy. He is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Showing about- Showing our bias there. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's okay. I mean, yeah, I, even so, I can say I don't agree with everything he says, but yeah, I love Brandon Tatum. Uh, let's see. Male vulnerability. I think there is room to have this discussion. I think Brandon sort of hit it on the head that it does not mean that we have to overcorrect what I think was sort of wrongfully placed, uh, which is that men cannot be vulnerable. Men cannot show emotions. Men cannot be real about the problems that they're having. As just a rule of thumb for me, for both men and women, I think you can be vocal about the problems that you cannot solve yourself. And that's something you should ask yourself. Can I solve this problem myself or do I need other help with this? And if you need other help with it, that is a moment to be vulnerable and to reach out to people and to show emotion. And I don't think that that's just purely a feminine trait. I do think men should have access to that. Uh, and there's something to be said about the rates of suicide among men and how that can somehow be attached. Uh, but it does not mean, like Brandon said, that men should be shaking and crying on the floor uh, yeah. and promoting that as masculinity. I think the key is not anything to really do with this, I think when people are saying, oh, getting on the floor and crying and stuff and all that, it's kind of missing the point because obviously that's that's dumb to do. I mean, women and men both shouldn't just be yep. getting on the floor and crying. That's just stupid, yep. right? The point is that when men have problems, they solve them. If you look for other people for help, maybe it's someone in your church, maybe it's someone in your family, maybe it's a psychiatrist, whatever it is, you go and look for someone else for help, you are taking, you're tackling your problems head on. That is what men do. Men do not cower when their problems come. Men do not let their problems take over their lives. Men tackle their their fears and their problems head on. That is what a man does. Yeah. You know? and, and, and sometimes think, that requires vulnerability. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that vulnerability. If you are having problems, you are having problems. But a man does not complain about his problems without solutions. A man gets it done. That is yep. what, that's what real masculinity is. You can be emotional about things. There's no problem being emotional. It's about handling it. And you'll also find that that is somewhat a biological trait of men. And it's so often, you know, girls complain like, I come to my boyfriend and I'm ranting to him about all this stuff that, I, that happened at work and I just want a hug and he starts giving me solutions. Come on, ladies. There's a reason why that happens. And women often will come to people with problems and they just want a hug. They just want to be heard. And men go well, why don't you just tell her this? Or why don't you just go to your boss and do that? And then women go, well, I didn't come to you for that. Uh, and it's just a clear distinction. And it happens so often in the natural world, yet we don't recognize that to be uh, traits of masculinity and femininity, even though it so clearly is. Right. Continue. I have male privilege. I have male privilege. Obviously, I can't walk forward for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you walk forward for that? Um, no, not right now. I love being a man. I will say that. I would much rather be a man than mm -hmm. be a woman. I makeup think they, and yeah. makeup stuff. That's your one thing. Girl makeup, stuff. makeup, <laughs> dresses, yeah, skirts. Yeah. Makeup problems. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know. I think there's male privilege and female privilege. I think there's privileges that come along with being each sex. Well, yeah, so I think for that alone, I would walk forward. But with that being the caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, it's it's privileges. Yes. yes. Each each sex or gender has privileges associated with each one of those. But right. the idea of male privilege, it's like this, you know, that's this Marxist frame that they want to put on everything. And right. it's, you know, right. you're, you committed the original sin of white supremacy, maleness, and it's your part of the patriarchy. That's how they're casting. And like, no, I reject that whole formulation. Right. Like okay. I have the privilege of being able to actually choose where I want to eat dinner, whereas women <laughs> can't do that. I can do it, but women can't do it, and that's tough. Goodness for them. I gracious! You know? I can choose where I eat dinner. Maybe I'm sure. I maybe I'm masculine presenting. Uh, here we go. Oh, sit over here. <laughs> I've lived both lives, and I can tell you firsthand that it does exist. I am taken much more seriously in my career since I've transitioned as a man. Prior to transitioning, I would work just as hard if not harder for the same position and not be considered. The minute that I transitioned, I action. immediately taken more seriously. I can give you an example. Obviously with COVID, there's like the mask mandate, right? So I have to tell customers all the time, it needs to be above your nose, right? All day. My manager who's above me, who is a woman, will have to go to them, tell them they give her a fight. But the minute I just look in their direction, it's up. It doesn't seem like a privilege, but it is because now my manager has to work three times harder for something that's so simple. Wait, so he's saying that because he's a man, people will put their masks up? Yeah, I think, woman there's, I think there's validity to that, which would be a privilege that men have that m women don't have sometimes. I do think that, you know, I would take more seriously a man coming to me and telling me you need to do this than I would another woman. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm but, sure you guys would too. Yeah, but I don't take any of anyone seriously that tells me to put a mask on. Well, man, still. Man, woman, or trans. Well, still, I think you'd be more combative with a woman who tells you, to, like a woman flight attendant versus a male flight attendant who tells you to put on I don't know. I think I'd actually be more combative with a man. Maybe. Because it's a woman, and I don't want to be rude. Maybe. You know, I'm yeah. a little bit chivalrous if a woman yeah. comes and tells me something versus a man. You know, the woman, I guess, I don't know. It's, I don't, I, I don't mean. Know. The man, If I, I feel like if it's a man, I'm much more able, like when I go out fight. and. When I, yeah, it's a fair <laughs> fight, you know. Is it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. not, not with this type of man. But like if I'm, like when I go on campuses and I'm talking to people. Yeah. Or doing interviews on the street, whatever it is. When I talk to women, I am not. It's just something in your head where I'm saying to myself, I don't want to debate this woman like I would debate a man, right? right? I would actually debate, I debate the men that I go and see harder, actually, I think. Yeah. I so. don't know. I just think like women, A, are more compassionate and less strong than men are. Men are stronger and less compassionate. Of course, I would be more willing to be combative with a woman than I would be with a man because a man, I, there's no fair fight with me and a man. Right. There's a fair fight with me and a woman. So I, I don't know that that's uh, a sign of necessary privilege. That's just honesty. It's, it just is what it yeah, is. It goes back to the, the privileges thing. Like in this in the specific case in which he mentioned where it's like you need to be more of a imposing physical figure and that's more associated with masculinity in yes. this situation. That's an advantage. Right. But if you're, you know, in competing to be a hostess or a host at a, at a restaurant, you might be like have a better demeanor and you're more better looking and that would favor the woman in that situation you know like it's, right. it's a case of there's specific privileges with associated with each one that doesn't mean you can just make a blanket statement that there's male privilege exactly. like, who are they gonna hire at hooters me or amala like it's pretty, <laughs> oh it's my god or maybe we you should know? say something like nursing or an OBGYN. who's gonna who's, who's more likely to right. get hired right. uh feminine compassion has its privileges as well 
So, yes. Continue. I don't want to work at Hooters. The <laughs> I wings are The word privilege <laughs> is the thing that turns a lot of people off with right. this conversation. But that is exactly said, right. again, myself living my life as a female, pretty much half my life, and then now half my life as a man. There is no way I could not be honest about the fact that my life has changed drastically. Also being a white man, that's also a conversation a lot of people don't want to have. But I have privilege of being white and privilege also of being a man now. I can walk into any room and command that room in a heartbeat because people just do that with men. And I think the thing is that biological Disagree. men are born into that space. So they'll never ever see it. Why? Have you seen a beautiful woman walk into a room before? And he's talking about going and commanding attention. It's just like, yeah, uh, no, anybody can do that. And it's just about, it's not even about pure biological characteristics. It's just about you being confident and self-assured in yourself. Uh, you can walk into a room and command any room if you truly wanted to, or if that was something that you sought to do. It's not a male characteristic. Craig is a white man. And every time Craig. he walks into a room, everyone laughs at him. Everybody, yes, that's you know? true. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig. You command our attention yes. every time you walk into a room, Craig. No, I'm saying the opposite. <laughs> I just want to ignore him. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant you, you, he commands attention with us laughing at him. No, no. Well, that too. That too. That's a different type of attention. <laughs> Let's continue. Do we now, as women who have become men, get to have this thing? It's 100% because we are men. We look like men. Nobody would ever know. No one would ever know that no. we used to be women. So, so it's actually a real lived experience. So I agree with a lot of what you all are saying as far as like transitioning. Um, but as a black man, privilege looks way different for me because if I'm walking down the street, then I'm seen I bet as a Brandon, Brandon is just begging to respond to this. Else. Being seen as a man is where my privilege stops oh, man. and where everything else begins. So I don't see it as privilege. Oh, okay. I, I got a lot to say about this. <laughs> oh, I even here. said it. Yeah. And first of all, I mean, we have to be transparent and honest with each other. You know, I think that not everybody so on this side presents 100% like a man. Like if I, if I saw you in the streets, I wouldn't think you were a man. You know, men have it really hard in this world, and they've always had it hard in this Dang. world. The wars have been fought by men. They've died in the hundreds of thousands. Men commit suicide more. Men work more to dangerous jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody broke in this place right now, who are they going to expect to defend everybody in here? It's going to be the men. If your family fails, they're not looking at your wife. They're not. They're looking at the man. You know, I just want people to understand it. There's, 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 there's some advantages that men have, and then also men do struggle in custody and all kinds of different well, no, things. No, 100%, I 100% agree with you as a man now, right? But I think my perception of it is different than yours because you were born male, you were raised male, you have Such a, a whole other out. space in that, and I totally respect your opinion on that, mm -hmm. and I believe that that is a true lived experience as a born man. Yeah, and let me add with the black man because yeah. we have a different, a total different reality in that. I don't, in, in no way, form, or fashion do I go into a room and I feel like I'm less than. I think I command presence when I go into a room because the way I'm dressed and I'm tall. I go in the streets. I've never had a person cross the street. I've never been attacked by a police officer. I was a police officer. You know, I've been pulled over probably three times in, in my entire life. I mean, my biggest question with this and why I don't necessarily agree with it is because when it comes to privilege, there's not really a way to quantify it. It's very subjective. Um, so, like, your version of male privilege and your version of male privilege are very different. So it's, it's hard to see the other side because you've never lived it. Yeah. The difference between you and us as we see it because we live fallacy it. you have not so it's <laughs> it is a fallacy because brandon just gave all these amazing points and stats on on what it's like to be a man for different things it doesn't he it, that's not brandon's lived experience he's really just talking about stats and things that really matter and they they're just saying oh you can't know because you're not a woman it's a pigeon. It's, it's a pigeonhole moving of the goalpost argument, and it's something that is used all the time. They'll say you can't comment on 
uh, black struggles because you're not black. And then I come to the gate and I comment on black struggles and they go, well, you are black, but you're not the type of black that we're looking for. And therefore you cannot speak about things. You can't speak about abortion because you are not a woman. You can't speak about trans rights because you are not trans. It is a completely, uh, it's a complete logical fallacy. You have eyes, you have ears. And even if you were blind and deaf, you would still be able to figure out the different uh, lived experiences that people have and be able to come to a judgment based off of that. There's no uh, particular statute that says you need to be a woman or a black male to comment on black male problems or you need to be trans to comment on trans problems. It is a pigeonhole argument uh, that gets you to look like you're wrong even when you are making uh, substantive points. These are not the blacks you're looking for. <laughs> Star Wars. Easy to speak and be like, well, it doesn't exist. Well, how would you know? Well, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I, I think everybody has certain privileges. But what I think the question here is what defines male privilege over women? Because women have privileges, too. Right. So is there a graph that you guys are calculating to make men have more than women or what? The privilege is not acknowledging what you have that comes so easy. So do you think that your fear, because you live both sides, right. do you think your fear is something that you have in your mind or you think no. it's a reality? Because, no. No, let me say this, you never you never really changed as a person. You're the same person right, that you exactly. were. So you have the same physical capabilities that you did no. when you were a woman. No, not, no. You, you my, don't? No, my strength is entirely different after well, I, I, well, What hormones. percentage would you say? Uh, uh, more than 100%. Okay. I weigh so, like 100 still pounds, but, but you, now you're I still, like you're still not probably as strong as me. But it's not about strength. It's that or, women are targeted. Men are not targeted. I mean, maybe sometimes. I'm not saying it's never going to happen. They're targeted by other men. Right, right. But women are targeted by, by other men. I think women have me, less of a safe space. That's I disagree. Men, men don't have a safe space. If you go to certain but I'm talking cities, about a they specific, get murdered okay, by Okay, but I'm not talking about certain cities. I'm so talking about women. everyday life. Yeah, everyday life. I think that's a, that's a have you ever been? Have you been attacked as a woman? I have. I have been I've been raped. I've been attacked. I've been, I can go on and on and on. I was homeless, living in the street raped all the time it, it happens it's a real thing yeah. I didn't see the guys on the street getting raped but you but go men do get raped though. 100% but, we're not but the experience of, do of you get catcalled down the street like I mean women happen? women say things to me when I was but a police officer do you, do you, you feel, feel threatened them. you feel but, empowered though right you no you, I don't feel empowered I feel that that's but do you feel scared you feel threatened when a woman but catcalls you no I don't but I don't feel I don't feel threatened if a man Try to challenge Because you have that male privilege. Right. As a woman, what if, no, a man, no. what if a man was whistling at you when you were walking down the street? I've had it happen to me. I had, I had, I had gay men whistle to me. But how does that make you feel? I don't care. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't touch me, and we cool. Right. Right. I, I, this is exactly what I talked about before in this video, before we really got into this video, that they will try to bring in sexual assault and rape and things like that uh, in order to pigeonhole people into saying that men have more privilege than women when that's not true, even though it is a simple case where, yes, often, if, if a man hits on me versus a man hitting on Will, of course I'm going to be a little bit more scared. Biologically, men are stronger than me. If that man wanted to do something, they would have a greater chance with me than they would with Will. Of course that would be a scary thing. But that is one example of a male privilege, and they give Give no examples of where females have a, a objective privilege over men. Suicide, homicide, homelessness, jail. So they and use murder, sexual assault and rape, which both happen to men as well. Although uh, we could argue disproportionately to women uh, in some instances, but they use that to completely flip the entire argument when there's so many other factors you should be taking into account when you're talking about privilege. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're just yelling at him. 
You know, they all join together at once. That's how they, that's how these people work like a collective. Like it's just Brandon there and they not even letting him finish talking and saying his thing before they're all just jumping on him again. Well, yeah, I think there's, there's been, there's very, been interrupting yeah, it's not all over the nice. place, which these, these conversations can get contentious, but. <laughs> you may yeah. think I'm attractive, right. that's I fine, think, that's cool, I get I it. I think women will say the same thing, like, as long as you're not like trying to be predatory. And I've seen it because I go to clubs with my friends who are girls and I have to tell the men to literally leave them alone because they keep going and they're predatory and they're literally scouting out for women that are drunk or whatever, not even drunk. She could say no a thousand times and they're still gonna bother her. But the minute that I say something, they stop. Women are not as strong as men and they get targeted. Sure, yes, that is a privilege that men have over women, but that doesn't mean that men have privilege because of that one situation. Men exactly. commit suicide way more than women do. Uh, why, because why because if we're gonna go that route, trans men commit suicide uh, twice, no, twice right, the rate. But that's not okay. I, I think what's important here is to distinguish the fact that yes, no one is negating the fact that women can get preyed on. You know, there, there's situations where, where this happens, right? Like, right. no one's going to deny that. Yeah. But we're also just trying to say that th it's not like a one-sided coin here, no, where there's no, no like men are just, you know, we just have it good and we can do whatever no, we want. It's not, it's not, I do we not can't, we can't even, true. we can't even be the next Supreme Court justice because, <laughs> you know, it's like. But you know, I, again, I live as a man, so I see the difference. Yeah. I, when I said yes. I have privilege and I walk into a room, of course. But then there's other things that are expected of me now as a man that I would never knew were expected. So would of you me. guys agree that women that there's such thing as? Female privilege? Absolutely. Oh, sure, hundred percent. My, my wife has privilege because she has me. That's right. So <laughs> she don't have to worry about her right safety on. because I'm there. I don't believe that as a, I mean, as a man, it's like, you know, there's marketing for women-owned brands. I can't, like I said, I can't be the next Supreme Court justice. Like, it's women are very much more empowered today, which I think is, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, like, good for you. But um, I, I think that the man I am, I probably have privilege because I'm, you know, six foot two ten. Like, I'm no one's right. It's such a good point to bring up. There's so many different factors that come along with privilege or your life being easier or less being expected of you. Uh, a six foot four man is going to have privilege when he walks into a room because he does command attention. He does. Uh, people look to him. But is that really a privilege? Because when a fight breaks out, what's expected of him then? What's expected of the six foot four men in the room? He's going to be the one who people expect to be the protector and the provider and that people go to because that is a, a male characteristic and he is in of what it is to be an ideal male. So is it really a privilege? By the way, Will is gone. His chair is empty. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Taylor and I will be finishing up the show. Uh, we're going to play a little bit more of this and then we'll get into Dear Will and Amla. Just real quick on the, yep. um, on the pretty privilege point. Yep. My wife texted me during this. Oh, on the privileges that males or, or females have, she yep. said, uh, pretty privilege is a thing for girls on the subject of male privilege. And she talks about how she uh, made triple minimum wage doing like promos, modeling, stuff like that in, in college just because she was like a pretty girl and she got these opportunities sure. that people who like with no respect to other qualifications or anything else uh, was making more money just on the basis of that. So this, the idea that uh, there's only one form of privilege or that 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 transcends all others is just, mm -hmm. it's a falsehood. They're, they're, this conversation's nuanced and there's a balance. There's all this, all this whole conversation does is underscore the reality that men and women are different and with each one of those categories comes different types of privileges and all this does is, is show how different men and women are when it seems that everyone who's on the side that what male privilege is a thing is trying to erase those differences right i think there's honestly nothing better to be than a beautiful woman in america it's like every privilege you get you get to go into places for free you get everything paid for like you could leave home 
with $4 in your pocket with the intention of getting drunk and come home drunk with $4 in your pocket if you are a beautiful woman. <laughs> yep. That is exactly what happens to you. You, It's better for jobs. It's better for the way you treat, uh, others treat you. People view pretty people as more intelligent, as more morally sound. And the, especially when you uh, come attach that to womanhood. So many privileges come along with it. It's just amazing that we are still having this conversation. Picking on me when I walked down the street, you know, I used to live in Chicago and uh, I used to walk home all the time at night, but like, was that smart? Probably not, but I felt a little safe because, you know, I'm not five foot, 100 pounds. I'm Max, I'm 29 and I'm a conservative man. In today's society, women and men can be whatever they want and be as successful or strong or as big of a leader as they choose. So I'm just wondering, in a, in a society that is so seemingly level, more level than ever before, why are we transitioning to different genders to define and what are we looking for? Biology determines gender. Obviously, I'm walking forward on this one. Yeah, that's a new one. That's, um, that's an agree for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think this will be the last one we'll do and then we'll move on to Dear Will and Amla. Cool. <clears throat> so... Um, sex and gender, people try to argue that they're different, but sex and gender actually go hand to hand. And our biology, being a man, comes down to every fiber within our body. So whether that be DNA, chromosomes, um, testosterone levels, uh, bone density, um, there's a whole bunch of different factors that go into it, and it all has to do with biology. So biology, I 100% believe in biology. Today we don't we talk about biology being a social construct. I disagree with that Hallelujah. as a transgender person. I was born biologically female. I always acknowledge that, and today I live as a male. Now that being said, sex and gender they are trying to separate those things. Gender can be. I've chosen my gender, as you see. Nobody would, I think, probably understand that I used to be a female. Now, many people do, like you just said, believe that sex and gender are one thing and you can never change those. I'm not trying to change anything. I'm trying to show the world that this is how I feel by presenting the outside. But I think denying biology is where we get into a lot of problems. If you want to be... Oh, I love this admission from Buck. Hallelujah. Because that's, I think that's how we should be viewing this entire thing. Sex and gender basically the same. I know people are trying to separate them, but yes, you have biological characteristics like DNA and chromosomes that you were born with that dictate what sex you are. And Buck is somebody who was born a biological female who said, you know what? I don't feel like that personally. I'm going to present myself as male. I'm not going to tell the whole world that I now have to be biologically accepted as a male, but that is the way that I'm going to present myself. And he's right in saying that that is where the transgender community and allies to the transgender community have failed of, of now trying to go back and change what we have always known to be scientifically and objectively true and say, no, this is not biological sex anymore. It's a spectrum. And, and, and these two things deviate from each other. Gender and sex are different. So I appreciate that admission. Yeah. Again, we, we say this all the time, but like it's a it's a free country. You're free to live and express yourself however you like to. Mm -hmm. uh, but your feelings don't change reality. And so don't demand that all of reality adapts to your subject subjectivity yep. um, and and we can uh, that's the only way we can have a pluralistic pluralistic society but that when you when reality itself is under assault then that's that's the fabric on which everything is staked and that destabilizes everything and then what do we have it's just complete and utter chaos right i'm going to go through and skip to some of the combatants on this and see what they say happening with the newer generation so i love this question um, with trans folks, biology does change. 
our bone density does change, our muscle structure does change, our testosterone levels do change. So biologically, we do change. Anatomically, now that's where surgeries come into play. So when, when we're talking about biology and gender that, that can't be changed, our biology absolutely and concretely changes. Not they the are, DNA. But our, our biology. DNA does not change. Yeah, right. DNA is not going to change okay. for anyone. So you acknowledge there's a biological difference between males and females because some people on the other side would say there's no difference. Like a female, like I could look like a girl, not have any testosterone, but I'm still a male. Some people are male, some people are, are, are female, chromosomally. But when we start to take testosterone, our bodies do biologically change. Right. But what about okay. trans men who don't take testosterone? Then their bodies don't biologically change. That means then they're change. biologically still female, right? Well, that, that, and gender in itself is something we get to choose. Okay, right. just like you said. Well, in your, right? in your life, you get to choose. Not, you right. don't get to choose it for the world, but you get no, to choose you, it for the world. No, I get to That's choose right. my gender. See, and that's where that he just got caught in an argument there because he said, look, our bodies do change, which is what makes me male. And then when when questioned about what what about the people who don't do the surgeries or the hormone replacement therapy? Well, 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 you can choose your gender. Yeah, it was like busted. Yeah, you got busted there. Uh, and I, that should have been a point where he admitted, OK, well my earlier logic fell through and that we did not get that admission. Uh, yes, obviously things about your biology change when you start taking testosterone and you start getting surgeries, but your chromosomes and your DNA never changes. Uh, and that is a very, very key thing when we're having this discussion. You can outwardly present as anything. I could outwardly present as male over the next six months if I chose to do that and go through that process. It would not make me biologically male. And I don't understand why transgender people aren't comfortable with having that conversation. Why aren't you as comfortable as Buck is? in saying, you know, I choose to present myself this way. I would like that you treat me as male. I'm sure that Buck is not going anywhere and being treated as, a, treated as a woman, just based on looking at him. I don't think anybody looks at him and goes, you're a she, her, and I'm going to treat you as such, and that you should be wearing dresses and all that. Why is that not the standard? That should be okay. You should say, I present this way. I understand that I am not biologically that way, and I do not want to enforce that I am biologically that way because it's simply not true. Yeah, the people who are on on the, the who walked forward on the side of uh, like yes, your biology determines gender. Mm -hmm. um, everything is very pretty clear. Their logic is straightforward, and there's not a lot of confusion. But the confusion enters when they have to try to counter the confusing points of the uh, gender confused ideologues. Right. You know, and and that that's what this whole thing does is it creates this sort of cloud and then and then it's like you said you're pigeonholed into being a bad person if you don't affirm everything that they say but if you actually like start to look into their logic and poke holes in it it, it, it just doesn't hold up and even in the course right. of this conversation we're seeing that and I'm, I'm seeing this comment i want to read it from the chat from michelle a saying they all had it way easier than buck and i want to acknowledge that buck is a person who transitioned and, and was presenting as male in the 60s and 70s i believe according to his story that's crazy. And to still come out of that and being reasonable and saying, you know, I believe in biology is an astounding thing. And it's something that should be uh, commendable because uh, so many people are in the modern age now of transgenderism and saying, you know, uh, nobody accepts me and all these things. We need to change biology. When Bach was transitioning in, in the heat of people really being against the transgender movement, when there was not many people fighting for this or even having that discussion and to come out of that and still go, no, but I believe in biology uh, is, is a profound thing that we should be talking about. Now, 
The rest of this video is on Jubilee. You guys can go check it out. Uh, it's, uh, again, trans versus conservative men. Comment down below in the chat. Do you want us to finish this as a part two on Friday or Thursday? Let us know because there is another half of this video that we could go through and respond to if you really want to get in depth and talk about this issue. So uh, let us know in the comments down below or we'll put up a poll after this, something like that. There's a poll up right now for should we get Buck on the show? And it looks like 75% of you said yes. So maybe we'll reach out. And, and get him on. Yeah, I think he's been on Rogan and some other big podcasts. Yeah, so maybe, maybe yeah, we'll, nice. uh, we'll interview him. Uh, okay, guys, uh, before we get into Dear Will and Amla, I just want to remind you guys we are doing a fundraising month this month of March. And if you guys want to support the content that we are making here at PragerU, you can go to PragerU.com slash donate. Give as little or as big as you want. All of it goes towards helping the beautiful people who work at PragerU work here. Uh, now, let's get into Dear Will and Amla. You guys submitted questions through my Instagram, at the Amla Epinobi, and we're going to answer your advice questions. Dear Will and Amla, how do you fight imposter syndrome? From Timco Tiyuk. I don't know if I pronounced your... Uh, Tim Kotyuk. What is imposter syndrome? It's when you like feel like you're an imposter in some way? Yeah, it's like if I got hired at a job that I felt like I was unqualified for. I feel like I'm, a, I'm an imposter in this situation. Uh, and that I'm sort of masquerading as somebody who's qualified to do this when I'm not. Oh. How do you fight that feeling? How do you fight that feeling? <laughs> I would, uh, so I don't know that I feel sort of imposter syndrome in the position that I have currently. I, there's definitely been moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I am not intelligent enough to be carrying this torch. I'm not, uh, I'm not of the caliber that is necessary to do something so profound. Um, and that, that feeling comes and goes. But I think what you have to recognize is that you didn't get in this position by just being dropped from the sky and now you're suddenly in it. You got there because somebody looked at you, looked at your work and judged you in a way that they thought you were meant for this position and that you embodied whatever is needed from the position that you're in. So I think whenever you're feeling that sort of imposter syndrome, Tim, just remind yourself that there's a reason that you're here and it's not just because you were dropped there. Uh, and uh, embody that. Um, and until somebody tells you that you're doing your job wrong or you're not doing your job to the standard uh, of which is asked from you, go keep doing what you're doing and work harder. Yeah, and I would just say, like, don't don't try to pretend to be anything you're not because um, when you feel the need to perform, you're not going to be um, contributing what you really have to offer. And you need to have a, a belief in yourself that, you know, I... I can, I do have something to bring to the table here. And, yep. you know, and I, as a Christian, I'd be like, you know, there's a fate to this. There's yeah, God would not have put me in this position if, if it uh, and set me up to fail. So there's something I'm here for such a time as this to, to apply myself and bring what I have to bring. And, and so you do the best you can and then you leave the rest up to, to, to fate. But, uh, right. you know, it, worrying about it and, and being insecure about it is only going to, uh, make you do worse. Sure. And so just accept the reality, you know, okay, maybe I do feel underqualified for this situation, but don't perform and just bring, take that as a challenge, rise to the occasion, you know, that, and then believe in yourself. Like it's the cliche, like if you, you can do anything, if you set your mind to it, but mm -hmm. there is, there's truth to that adage. There's a, there's a, a wisdom in that, that like, you know, you should have this sense of, I can, I can do it. If I, if I try So, so many things don't happen in the world because you know, people who are capable just don't ever give themselves a light of day because they lack that, that belief and you should believe in yourself. A hundred percent. And I see a lot of people in the chat saying, fake it till you make it. Tread lightly with that one. Yeah. Do not fake things that you don't actually know. 
uh, and do not be afraid to say I don't know even though you're in a position of power or where something uh, high or, or large is expected of you uh, fake it till you make it in the sense that you should be confident in things that you're doing and then your ability to learn but don't fake it in acting like you know something that you don't know because that is how you get in trouble <laughs> uh, number two, dear Will and Amla, how do you suggest I save money in this current economy slash inflation from Pebbles Cadis? <laughs> uh, it's an interesting one. Things are going kind of crazy right now. It is a tough one to answer. Um, there are certain, I'll just give a very practical answer. There's certain uh, things you can set up with your bank where when you go and make transactions, all the change off that transaction gets put in your savings account. Like if you pay 175 for something, the 25 cents extra will just be rounded up and that will go into your savings account. That's a good way to just slowly and surely save money. I personally, whenever I go and make any sort of purchase at a store, I always ask for cash, cash back on every single uh, purchase that I make. And I put that money away into a, a savings account. And it's just something that constantly reminds me to put things away. Uh, and then budgeting is super important. Look at all the things that you, uh, all of your expenses for the month, look at how much of that is fluff that you don't need to be spending money on and skim some off the top and always put that away. It's it's more about, I think, being slow and steady than it is about saving large chunks of money. Yeah, and, and if the part, there's a part of this question that you could, you could take this as like, where even is a safe place to invest or save mm -hmm. because, you know, inflation is so bad and yep. the stock market is teetering on the edge and real estate, who knows? Um, so, we actually asked that question to Robert Kiyosaki uh, in an interview, and we're really? airing that one day this week. Probably Friday yeah. or Thursday. So yeah. yeah. So tune in to when I'm alive the rest of this week to get a, okay. a, an answer from Robert Kiyosaki on this. But I mean, gold, Bitcoin, good places to invest yeah. uh, outside of uh, the economy, um, and is as just like a general you know place to sort of hedge against inflation and hedge against sure. a crashing economy. Real estate, generally actual real assets, yes. things like that, are places to to go but that you you don't want to be just putting your money in the savings account right now necessarily right uh, obviously you want an emergency fund a la dave ramsey yes. but uh, uh make sure you can cover some expenses in the near term for emergencies and things like that but um don't just you know your your the value of your money is shrinking with inflation if you're not investing and if you're not doing That's something true. with it so maybe a roth ira yeah, hey. You know, a millionaire by 59. There you go. <laughs> uh, one more here. Dear Will and Amala, how to be gracious and have dignity during the hard times from Magdalena Pilarova. Hmm, I just think that's a daily choice that you make. Amala, you just struggle so much with being gracious, so I don't know if you're the best <laughs> person to answer this. I I lack I lack in, in grace and, and dignity. <laughs> no, uh, I... There are so many small and big ways that you can be gracious and have dignity in your day-to-day -day life. And I just think you should constantly be asking yourself, how can I do that today? In uh, all the encounters that you have, uh, be it small or large ones, you can walk up to somebody and compliment them and just uh, do something that is good for other people. I, I There are a lot of people in this world that just feel better when other people feel good. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Um, but just think like how much of myself can I spare today to be positive towards other people and be gracious and uh, carry myself in a dignified manner. Uh, and eventually that all circles back to you. Uh, they feel better about who you are and the positivity that you admit. And then you feel better that you dedicated your day to doing that. So even through hard times, just keep that in mind. I always use my, my grandmother's uh, adage and she says, there's very few things in this life that you can control, but you can control your attitude towards mm -hmm. things. So even when the hardest times are happening around you, is there really a point in being angry or sad or despondent? 
No, because that thing is still going to be happening. You're still going to be in that very moment. Uh, and you should use all of your moments in a positive manner. It's my It's very answer. nice. Very great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I guess the only thing I can really add to that is from from the perspective of, of someone of faith. Mm-hmm. When I look at, like, it's tough even doing this job because every day we're, we're watching the news and seeing yep. just, and it's it's hard not to, like, get cynical or disillusioned and just feel like, oh, my God, is there any hope for the world anymore? Um, but... You know, I at the at the core, when I come, what keeps me stable and hopeful is, uh, you know, like Jesus said, uh, in this world you will have trials and and tribulations, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And just having a sense of like inner victory, having somewhere to anchor that uh, that ultimate hope. Um, if you if you know, putting your hope in in people and systems and things that that are are temporary, uh, it I there. It's a shaky foundation, but, mm. um, you know, that's where, uh, having, having that faith really helps me, um, and having, having a firm foundation and, and not being shaken by uh, whatever's happening around me in circumstances. So there we go, guys. I think that's a positive note to end the show on. Uh, okay. yeah, I, I think, I think that's what we need to go out on. Just be positive and, uh, have faith if you're a person of faith and, and that will help you carry yourself through your day. Again, we will see whether or not we're going to do a part two and finish up that jubilee video at a later date this week probably thursday or friday thank you guys so much for watching please like subscribe click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live that's 2 30 pacific 5 30 eastern leave a comment down below what should the comment be is there a right way to be a man i would love to hear your opinions on that drop that down below after the stream ends and i will look through them and see what you guys have to say i'm always trying to learn new things we will be back tomorrow at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. And if you'd like to support us in the work we do, go to PragerU.com slash donate. Give us any donation you see fit and we will use it to the best of our knowledge. Thank you guys so much for watching. Bye.